Alex, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing? Very, very good, thank you. The last time we saw you, actually we played golf at Brentwood in LA, which was probably over 18 months ago. It's been a crazy time um, over the last, this, this period, I suppose. How's things with you been? Been all right? I mean, I think same as everyone, just adapting to the sort of new normal and you know, seeing my role kind of shift and evolve with everything that's happened, um, which I think has been really exciting and interesting to me because I'm, I'm always enjoying the sort of changes and how I can get better or do new things. So I've, I've enjoyed that and sort of making the most of the situation that, that we've been dealt yeah, definitely. And I think um, for anyone who follows you on, on Instagram, they'll see you all over the world. And I was checking your Instagram bio and it's got, I travel the world playing and covering golf. <laughs> but basically you, you have the best job in the world. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously people will obviously like what you do, but at the same time, they're like, I really hate her. She's all over the place and making me feel bad. Um, just talk, Just talk us through how that all came about and how you know, where you've come from and what, what's led you to do what you do? Yeah, well, I mean, the bio definitely kind of sums it up. And it really is interesting because the comments make me so happy because it's people who are like, wow, I genuinely love getting to live vicariously through you or see these golf courses that maybe I didn't even know exist or, you know, I just haven't had the opportunity to get there and play or wow, this hidden gem is, gem is down the road and I had no idea about it. So, you know, it's brought me, you know, such a huge smile on my face every time that I see something like that because it's, you know, what I'm doing is helping someone, whether, um, you know, discovering something new or just living vicariously through me, which <laughs> I think the best thing that I can do. So, yeah, it's been quite a journey getting here and, you know, obviously strong relationship with golf channel. Um, you know, that's where all the travel really kicked off. Um, I obviously loved, you know, loved exploring the world before that, but you know, I got quite a hefty schedule of like 35 events a year, you know, always on the move. And then, you know, when COVID hit, I was sort of in this position of like waiting around what's going to be next tournaments are sort of being taken off the schedule. Um, you know, what do you do? And then you find out that the golf market is just completely booming. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's playing golf. Everyone's, um, you know, getting new equipment or wanting to improve their games, which, you know, that's where you guys come in. <laughs> yeah. But so that's where I've started to, you know, see these different avenues of, you know, where I can do more work and what I can showcase and, you know, what I can cover in the golf world. And what does a normal week look like for you? Let's say you're traveling to whatever destination it is. What does that week look like? It just completely depends because, you know, sometimes opportunities align with tournaments. So then I'm back at a tournament. Other times it's working with tourism boards, which, you know, I, I've enjoyed doing that over the years just because it's kind of a very complimentary to golf because you can see the city and you know what's around the courses that you're playing and where to go after where to stay all of that and then other times it's working with club manufacturers so which I've loved hearing their stories so it's completely different week to week um but a lot of hotels I guess 
<laughs> sometimes the drawback the hotels but the variety is really important isn't it really if you are on the road and that so that's obviously really important for you and obviously we play golf we alluded to it, we play golf at Brentwood and you're a, you're a real good player and I think we're kind of interested now how much time do you still invest in your golf you know how often do you play and practice and what do you actually work at in your game yeah so I mean I would say when we play golf I probably never worked on my game at all just because it was impossible with the time um and now I'm really getting to dive in work on my swing um focus on hitting different shots where to leave the ball on the green just so I statistically have the best chance to make it because obviously not all five footers are the same even though you think you're close to the pin so just been I've really been able to focus on course management how I can shave strokes there and then I mean I'm sure you guys have seen my swing has just you know changed a ton um I moved down to Nashville Matt Killen's been helping me so you know I've been able to dive into some of those moves that I just never had time to work on what specifically have you got into that's really benefited you then do you think in 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 this the change in the golf swing yeah, I mean, my takeaway was, was a huge, huge difference. Um, and there was like a little bit of rerouting at the top. So it's much smoother now. And then, I mean, the move I'm working on now is really being able to explode off my my left leg and get more power. Um, so that's, maybe I'll work on that this week. <laughs> you're, not, you're not planning on what Bright doing what Bryson did, are you? And eating all that food. <laughs> <laughs> That probably sounds easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And what, what but yeah, I, I, oh, uh, practice yeah. is, you know, hard time-wise to fit in. But I, I think there's ways to even spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You work on what you need to do. And I've really sort of been hitting balls on the range more before I play. Like, you know, when we played, I probably just go straight to the tee. Because there's just, you know, there's always so much happening. There's about time. Now I'm like, okay, I want to know what kind of shot I'm hitting on the range. And, you know, if it's a 15-yard slice, at least I know that and I can play it because you don't need to be fixing your swing on the course all the time, Um, especially when you're an amateur golfer like me or, you know, you're just trying to score well and get through the day. So really knowing what shot I'm hitting that day or, you know, what's happening with my game and then playing for it. It's amazing. As long as you're consistent, you can get through it. Absolutely. It's amazing. You just said that, obviously, yes, you're an amateur golfer, but the way you just spoke then was like a professional golfer. That's what a pro golfer will do. They'll they'll see what's on the range, what they've got, and they'll play with it. Whereas the majority of amateurs will see what they've got in the range and try to ignore that and change it on the golf course. And is this have you always done that? Or have you gone through the maybe the, the tough times of being on the range, slicing it, and then getting on the course, trying to draw it and correct it. Have you done been through that process? Um, I mean, I, I guess you kind of have to swallow your pride if you're doing that. So, yeah, maybe this is sort of new. I've definitely tried to do it more and more, especially because I know that I have the shots to hit from wherever. So... You know, as long as I put myself in a in a decent spot, I, I can figure it out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And what what is the what what would you say is the best part of your game? Um, I, off the tee has been awesome. I um, I got a new driver, got the spin rate down. I 
I gained probably about 20 yards of carry. And carry, yeah, that's a lot. Of carry, yeah. So, I mean, that significantly helped me. I added three wood to the bag, um, which with how my swing was before, it was really difficult for me to hit woods. So, you know, kind of working on my swing, getting a driver that, you know, I can actually like get some serious yardage with and then adding a three wood where now, okay, I can reach par fives in two. It's just really given me a lot more opportunities to shoot lower scores. Yeah, for sure. A lot of people will be thinking 20 yards. I want 20 yards <laughs> off the tee extra. Was that purely in the fitting of this new driver? And, and was, was it basically, you said you lowered the spin rate. How, how beneficial for that for you was that fitting in order to gain that 20 yards? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a mix of working on my swing and then, you know, being fitted properly. Um, because obviously, you know, having such a high spin rate, it's just, that's what you're dealing with. So, you know, I, I, I put in probably like two months of, you know, serious work on my takeaway and, you know, just the golf swing. And that's when I switched drivers. And, you know, so the mix of the two was, you know, a huge difference for me, but, you know, I, I really do think that having the right equipment is key to capitalizing on what your swing is like else you're just you know giving yardage away i think anyone who's thinking about having a fitting is now sold (laughs) (laughs) i know (laughs) i know i was too i looked at the trackman data and i'm like you've got to be kidding me (laughs) (laughs) so so you get to you get to travel to all these beautiful destinations meet a lot of really cool people and, and a lot of different people who's been the Who's been the, the, I suppose, your favorite person that you've either interviewed, worked with, or had an experience with it since, through golf? Oh, man. <laughs> I know, yeah, you guys. We're not big time enough. <laughs> since, all right, we have to take you guys off the table. I, um, I met Bob Bokey at my Titleist fitting when I was filming there, and... I'm such a golf geek that, you know, I've interviewed a lot of celebrities, you know, through work and I, I don't ever get starstruck. I'm I'm very much in awe and think that what they've done is incredible or what they've accomplished is amazing. But I saw Bob Bokey and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> watch me hit a one shot. <laughs> so it was, was like, oh, t- very good. <laughs> was this at the TPI facility? It was, yeah. I mean, that place is incredible, isn't it, as well? I mean, we've been there a couple of times, and the facilities, it's its unbelievable. We listened to Bob Vokey talk, um, a presentation, and, and we watched him do a wedge fitting, actually. It was it was just, um, there's so much knowledge, and he's listening to the sound of the wedges. It's just crucial, isn't it? Even that experience is, is just brilliant. There's so much you learn. I mean, I'm constantly learning every day, but when you go to a place like that where you know, everyone is so knowledgeable about their specific role or, you know, wedges, you know, the golf swing fitting. You just learn a ton because you're hearing from the best and what they do every single day. So they just know it like the back of their hands. But, you know, I I definitely learned a ton about wedges, using the bounce, um, you know, just the things that I necessarily had never dove into before that. What's your um, what's your most memorable experience to date? What's the most Ooh. memorable golf experience? 
I mean, I, I always go back to covering Ryder Cup outside Paris at Golf National because I was a fan at Hazel Team. Woke up early, you know, got ran to the stands to get in the front row at 6 a.m. And I remember like the sun was rising. It was beautiful. And I looked down and I'm like, man, I would love to be down there interviewing the players. At the time I was working in news and, you know, the, the hours were so long that I had gotten away from, you know, playing golf all the time. And, you know, my typical like love of golf just sort of diminished a hair. So <laughs> standing at Hazeltine on the first tee, I'm like, I love this sport so much. I obviously love journalism and, you know, this, this would be a perfect fit. I, I need to get back into the golf world. And, you know, th this, this is my passion. And so then to be at the next Ryder cup on the first tee sort of doing player interviews was a huge moment for me, just in the sense of like, see it, believe it, achieve it. I completely believe in that 100%. That's a, that's a big turnaround in two years, isn't it? That's a big turnaround. It felt like it. I, But, I mean, as you guys know, every day is such a grind. Like, every day, I'm definitely like, what are my goals? What can I do to be better? Um, you know, who who can I learn from? So, it's it's a lot every day that I think just adds up. And then when it's something that significant, you're like, wow, okay, I really put in the time and you know, what it takes to get there. And then, you know, the people you meet. So do you, do you still get nervous in those situations? So Ryder Cup, first tee, unbelievable atmosphere, big players, big event. How you, how do you, how did you feel then? I think I'm less nervous at those events than smaller stuff because there's just so much energy in the air that you have all the adrenaline in the world. Everyone's excited. I think, Everybody has a smile on their face there. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I kind of thrive off of that. Yeah, it's a strike. I mean, it was 60,000 people around that first tee. Is that right? Was it 20,000 <laughs> 60,000? A lot of people. I wouldn't and, want to be teeing it up. No, you, wouldn't want to tee, you definitely want to tee, wouldn't want to tee it up. But I think you're right. Sometimes you can just get, you get lost in that buzz. And actually, it's not so much how you could make mistakes in that interview. It's just the whole environment that you're in. But maybe it's a one-on-one -on -one with somebody and it's probably a little bit more conscious maybe i don't know but yeah valid point hi everyone andy here just letting you know about something that we've created just for you me and my golf.com is our membership platform that we believe is the best resource out there to improve your golf and one of the questions that we get asked all the time is what's the difference between youtube and the website and the main difference being is that sometimes people can get lost in content on youtube and not really having a clear structure or plan of where to go so we wanted to create something that was was really going to help golfers we've got over a thousand uh, coaching videos on there but our main thing or main feature on there are the coaching plans and we've seen some amazing results from these plans and these are basically carefully designed plans on all areas of the game so you don't have to think or worry about what to do we tell you exactly what to practice each week and whether you're looking to break a certain score fix a slice improve your putting or short game we have a plan that will suit you. We're even staggered at some of the results that golfers are getting from these as well. And we even have a private Facebook group where all of our members go and share experiences and support each other. Real nice place, positive place to be. And we'd love to see you over there and have the chance to help you 
with your game. So make sure you head over to meandmygolf.com and check out your free trial with no obligations to join. Check it out and see if you can find a plan and become a part of this amazing community. So, look, interesting, obviously. It's been unprecedented what's happened with the last 12 months, no matter what sport we're in. Obviously, there's been some changes to golf as a result of it. How do you see golf changing in the future as a result of what's been happening? Yeah, I mean, I guess we've already already seen a lot of changes, but I think outside of the professional side of golf, like I said, golf is just booming. So it's a great time for people to, to join the golf community, um, you know, to watch people like you guys, um, figure out the golf swing, get better. Um, you know, it's, it's great that this, that this industry is expanding because I think there's so much that can be done and, you know, maybe changes that can be made, um, just for all of these new people coming in. Um, I'm working on writing a book that I think will be very helpful to people who are, you know, starting their golf journey. Um, cause I remember mine very well. And there's obviously a lot of questions that you want answered, you know, through, through those months or years when you're getting comfortable mm-hmm. and acclimated to the experience. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes, but I think ultimately, you know, they're just, the people will be looking to the internet a lot more, um, to the players who have bigger and bigger platforms um, online, um, and then just enjoying golf. So we'll see. Yeah. Do you, do you think now we've got an opportunity? I mean, in the past, golf has maybe had a bit of a stigma or barriers to be, for people to get involved. Do you think now that there's a bigger, better opportunity now to sort of break down those barriers and get a lot more people into the game and make it a little bit more inclusive and fun? For, for more people, it seems like we've got a, I don't know, I mean, me and Pierce, certainly, we want to help grow the game and we've got a bit of a mission this year to get more people into the game. But we feel that it's such a great game that probably when people start it, they go, God, I wish I'd have done it years ago. But all those maybe issues that held them back, they didn't know how good it was. I mean, what are the things, that, I mean, you mentioned your book, what are, you, what are the things that you think stop people from getting involved and hold people back from starting? I think a lot of times knowledge, and I mean, you and I, we we both know that there shouldn't be anything stopping anyone because there's plenty of people you see on the range who've been playing golf for 15, 20 years and, you know, they, they don't care how they hit it, but they're still working on it. So there's no reason that anyone should feel intimidated. It's, it's sort of in your own head and, and what this world is that's been created. So I think just giving the knowledge that, you know, hey, this is okay. This is normal. If you don't know where the backdrop is, like, that's okay because you haven't been doing this for 10 years. So I think things just as simple as information about what to expect, what's normal, can really help in giving you the sense of ease when you're going to a golf course. Yeah, it's that confidence, isn't it? People just want to know that they're doing the right things and they've got the confidence to go to the right place, not not mess up, not have a an old member shout at them or, or something like that as well, because that has happened in the past. And even what to wear, because I change up my wardrobe uh, quite a bit depending on where I'm playing. And there's even times where I triple check and make sure, you know, what are what are the rules here? You know, what kind of club is this? Because 
even I have those questions. So I think if there's things where I can help give that information or whoever can help give that information, it, it really will, you know, do a lot of good because outside of the golf swing, which drives me crazy, I spend so much time on the golf swing. There's still so many other aspects. Yeah, and you, you, you're right. I mean, you know, getting people onto a golf course. We we've been there many a time. We've you know we put thousands of golfers through the game in person. You know, starting them for beginners, and you're literally saying to them, right, okay, you can now go and play golf. And they're like, oh no, no, no I need to know this, 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 and this. And they're like, well, you don't really need to know all of that. You need to. We need to get there. But it's all well and good. Someone who's been playing golf a long time saying, oh yeah, just go. You've got to have some information, like you say. So yeah, interesting to see. What the book looks like when it comes out so that'd be cool we'll get you back on when you're promoting it and, uh, absolutely yeah it's absolutely. Good. <laughs> what are you obviously as far as golf is concerned this year what are you most looking forward to maybe something that you're looking forward to doing yourself or an event in particular looking to look forward to, to just watching even hmm it's kind of hard to predict right now because some of my favorite memories in the golf industry they have been the ones where I never thought I would end up in that situation. Or maybe if there's a player who I was so excited to get paired with in a pro-am and, you know, that was the person I want to get paired with forever. And then I finally do, you know, it's, it's not always as special as I think it's going to be, but it's the instances where I get paired with someone who I had not met before, didn't know much about their background that I end up, you know, just having such an absolutely amazing time because I get to learn, I get to, you know, get a feel for their personality. So I don't know. I, it's like a good mix of setting goals, but also, you know, putting yourself in positions where you can just experience new opportunities that, you know, you didn't even think you would end up in. That's the beauty about golf. So isn't it, you can go to a different country, just go to randomly go to a golf course and be playing with a professional athlete, uh, a doctor, uh, whatever it might be. And you go, how has this experience even happened? We played at Saw, it's obviously Sawgrass this week. We went to Sawgrass in 2014, was it? 15? Yeah, 15. 14, played yeah. Sawgrass and we got paired up with these two older gentlemen. What were their names? Bob and... From Boston. <laughs> from Boston. <laughs> from Boston. And we were like, oh, we wanted to play on our own, really, because we were filming. And we said, oh, we, they, they put us with these two, the two guys. And at the end of the day, we were like, I'm so glad that we actually got to play with these two guys because just the experience that we had, the, the conversations that we had, yeah, the, yeah. how the, the caddy was taking the, the – it was basically um, talking smack to, to the old guy. It was just brilliant, wasn't it? But the experience that you had there, you go, you just, you just can't really plan those. But that's, that's the beauty of golf, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think that is – a great way to sum up all of golf outside of the relationships, but even just how you're going to play, what, what position you're going to end up in on your second shot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What were you most looking forward to? This year? I was thinking about that and just going, well, actually I would say, so I'll answer that. I think, um, yeah. but the, I, I would say that if you'd have said to us at the beginning of each year for the last five or six years, what you're most looking forward to, knowing that we know there's a lot of things there, I bet you the thing we were most looking forward to wasn't the thing that we ended up enjoying the most, just exactly like what you're saying. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> but you know, like you say, there's, there's always a surprise around the corner, isn't there? 
But yeah, they're what are you looking forward to? Yeah. Um, I, I think the Open. I think because yeah, yeah. So we got um, young Aaron Rye, who we coach. Um, young, he's twenty six now. Um, he's young compared to you. He's young compared to me. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's qualified for his first Open this year, so that's going to be cool. That, that'll be good. Yeah, that'll be mine. That's huge. Yeah. yeah so what will the next few weeks look like, you know, just building up? Yeah, so he'll have the USPGA first. So he's playing in that as well. So he played that first. So hopefully we'll be there for Kia as well, depending on the travel and what we and how we go. Yeah, we'll, we, we've got to get there no matter what. We'll be, yeah, yeah. We'll be on a boat. Yeah. Might, be, might be swimming or paddling there, yeah. But yeah, so he'll be, he'll just do his European tour. He'll do some PGA tour potentially as well in the meantime. I mean, it depends on WGC. So he's, he's right on the cusp for the match play. So he's 70th in the world. So we know he's top 64, but it's probably top 68. He probably needs to improve by two ranking points in the next couple of weeks. If he does that, then he'll be in. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Good. I'll, I'll be following along. Where's the, uh, where's the best golf course that you've played? Because you've played some, you've played some absolute beauties from what from what we've seen. Where's you? Where's your favorite, and why? Oh man, that's tough. I, I mean, like I said, I am kind of a bit of a golf geek, and I do love the architecture side of of golf. And I'm a huge Rainer fan, and I'm a huge cb mcdonald's band so when i played chicago golf club i was like i think this is actually my heaven and it was one of those places where i, I went to college you know 30 minutes away and i never played there lived in chicago for a long time never had the opportunity to play there and just you know recently i i got the experience so you know that that meant a lot just in the sense of wow you know i've been looking forward to this I think there's so many beautiful aspects to this golf course and, you know, the difficulties of it. But I don't know. What would you guys say is your favorite? There's some good courses in Chicago. We played, My cousin lives in Hinsdale, so um, we've actually played a few courses out there, Rich Harvest Farms and Cog Hill. So, yeah. Um, Very, yeah, great yeah. golf courses out there. Yeah. I think there's, it's a, we always, we, we tend to always say maybe sawgrass, but I think, I really love. I'm not sure if you've played any of these over in Southport in the in the in the UK. Um, Royal Birkdale is just one of the best links golf courses you can play. We're actually playing there in May, and I think for me, it's probably the best around there. Um, but I think Kings Barnes has to be up there in Scotland. I think Kings Barnes is just spectacular in terms of beauty. Um, but for the experience, I'm giving you a few here. The, the experience. <laughs> it was beautiful last time I played there because I won. So yeah, I don't remember good. that. <laughs> for the experience, I would say St Andrews for the experience. But in terms of the course, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kings Barnes. I think. Oh, you've changed. I would say. I like that. Yeah, I'd, I'll go different as well to Sawgrass. I'll go Royal Melbourne. I thought that was really cool. Oh yeah. We uh, not so much off, off the tee. It's it's a good course off the tee. Approach shots. It's just different level. Yeah, but, um, we we played that after only having about two hours sleep the night before. So, oh no, <laughs> no, not good, not good prep, <laughs> not good, not good prep. I've had some of those rounds. Sometimes you play really well, and yeah. then other times we didn't enjoy the course. We can't remember any of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, but yeah, I, I love both those courses. I was at Presidents Cup, so getting to watch the best players in the world play a golf course that difficult, and you know, sort of see them struggle and how they how they get on with it is pretty spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> it makes us feel better when we see them struggle, definitely. <laughs> right, let's get into a quick fire then with you. 
Alex. Okay. Um, who's the best player you've played with? Oh, this is supposed to be rapid fire. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to get Matt Killen. Obviously, PGA Tour coach, but I've never seen someone shoot such low numbers in my entire life um, or hole out so many times. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, what are, what would you say are three truths about golf? Three truths. Um, you will experience the unexpected. You will have the highest highs and potentially oh. the lowest lows. <laughs> is that, that's the three, highest highs, lowest yeah. lows. That is the quickest that anyone has ever answered yeah. that question, by the way. Okay. Absolute mile. It's normally a podcast by itself, that question. We <laughs> promised we didn't prep it before. <laughs> Okay, um, what would you change about golf? What would I change? Um, that's hard because I, I do, I love golf and, you know, it drew me in. But what I would change is probably, hmm, this is the part where we can think about it. Because <laughs> I, I see a lot of pros and cons, but... I guess I would just change the information that's out there um, and the options that people have because, you know, they may not know exactly what course is right for them, especially with if you're picking up golf, you know, maybe a par three course is the right place to go to or just nine holes. Because I play golf with a lot of beginners who, you know, really think they need to get through 18 holes. And I'm like, let's just play nine or six. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, we can just play a few and then leave because then you end up on a, on a much higher note as opposed to just running yourself into the ground. Um, so I would say, you know, the idea of playing which golf course suits you, um, and going to the right place for that. You've also just helped us with a plan that we're creating that, we, that, 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 that yeah, that sparked some ideas. <laughs> yeah, well. okay. We're creating a, like a beginner pathway program and I've just got an idea there. So that, thank you for that. We need to, yeah, good, good. to speak to you okay. more. <laughs> what is the best tip that you've ever had? Best tip I've ever had. I mean, it's not necessarily a mechanical swing tip, but my dad would always say if you're getting like, if I ever was kind of stuck and my tempo was off, just get through the ball. And, you know, that is something that I do focus on even to this day is, okay, you know, nice, good tempo on the way back and then just get through it, get your hips through it. You know, I think that really helps me um, specifically just to, just to commit to the shot, no matter, you know, what you're doing. Yeah. I like that. Very simple as well, isn't it? Really simple, really easy, but it's that commitment. I like that. Yeah, I like simplified. <laughs> okay, last one, last quick fire. What's the one thing on your golf wish list or the number one thing on your golf wish list? Um, or oh, the number one thing this year? I'd like to play in an event. Um, I've been looking at a few. I'm not sure if I can play in some of the USGA ones because – I obviously do get paid for golf related services. So I'm figuring that out right now of how I can, you know, sort of compete again. Nice. Um, so I, I would say that might be my goal right now. I've, I've just had some really low numbers that I'm getting so competitive that I would love to kind of be put in that environment again. I like it. Yeah, brilliant. That's good. That's really good. And that's a good thing to maybe, well, 
whether you document it or not, I don't know, but there's obviously oh, people right, yeah. doing that. Maybe that's something you could do as well. <laughs> yep. I love it. I, I mean, Alex, look, I mean, you've been you've been great with your time. I think there's just been some really good stuff in here, some useful, some useful things for anyone listening to this. And it's just and for us as well, it's just nice to catch up. We we obviously go through our list of people we want to speak to on the podcast. Alex, we haven't seen Alex for ages. We definitely need to get her on. She's got some great info as well. But if anyone wants to go and get any more info about what you're doing, follow you, where should they be doing that? Yeah, um, alexander.olachlan on Instagram, alexanderolachlan.com. Um, I post stuff on Twitter, especially from tournaments, um, just in my experiences. But yeah, they all have a lot of you know stories from you know what I'm doing, where I'm going, um, what I'm working on. So it's a good way to kind of follow along. Anyone who gets jealous easily is probably not a good idea. Anyone who wants to be inspired, <laughs> they should definitely be following you. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you do have to be stuck at home, this is a good way to sort of see the world <laughs> and be safe about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Alex, thank you so much for your time. And we'll see you soon. I don't know when. I mean, hopefully, well, we'll probably, hopefully we'll be at the PGA. We don't know. Hopefully we'll be. I there. know. Same. <laughs> but, well, hopefully still though. Um, yeah. <laughs> up with you guys <laughs> hopefully okay bring that yeah we'll be there soon awesome thanks so much alex all right be safe thanks, bye guys thanks thanks for listening to this episode we hope you found some great value in it and if you did make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend also let us know your feedback by leaving us a rating or review over on itunes and remember if you want to go deeper and really improve your game head over to meandmygolf.com and start your free trial and check out one of the many plans that are seeing incredible results. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to speaking to you next week.